0: What a season! What a season! It's game of the year season. I wish I opened this like I was reading a, like a children's tale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is, guys, guys. It's game of the year time. This is the best time of year. This is a time where we talk about all of our favorite games throughout the year in all of these ancillary game of the year categories that we have come up with. We have tons of categories today. We have nominees.
1: I mean, we're running the gamut of the year. We got all the best stuff. Oh. We take an entire year and we cram it into an hour. Mm. An hour? That's ambitious. Talk about just like... I don't know. It's a, such a... It's a wonderful time. It's just an amazing thing.
0: This is one of our episodes of our Game of the Year, Circleback Gaming's ancillary Game of the Year categories. I will list the categories shortly, but first, I'm Dan LaMarca, and I'm joined... By Dan Duferne. What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Doc.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) And I'm also joined by (laughs) Shelby White. What's going on? So, we gather here today to talk about some amazing categories. I'm going to read through the stuff that we're going to touch on this episode. What's our
1: episode today, Dan? Give
0: us a rundown. Let's talk about it. So, we'll have some quick shout outs here for Game We Wish We Had Time for and the best game that didn't come out this year. Uh, And then we get into our main categories of best surprise of 2022, most disappointing game, best style of 2022, and the best boss
1: fight. This is a packed episode. Oh, my
0: God. A lot of good categories here. I will remind everybody or for the uninitiated, we do a winner and two runners up. So they're not ranked one, two, three. It's just one winner and then two runners up for each of these categories. Um. So, guys, let's just, what do you say we just jump right in? Jump right in. So, the first two are kind of like shout-outs, so we're not going to have, like, a full discussion. We'll just kind of shout them out, talk about them quick. We're not going to make deliberations and, and winners and runners-up and things like that. First one, game we wish we had time for. These are both really just games I wish I had time for because they're two really, really long and really, I'm sure, I'm positive that they're excellent games that I would love, uh, but I just do not have enough hours in the day. I mean, it's I played a lot of games this year, but these two didn't make the cut because they were just too long. And that's Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Total War Warhammer 2.
1: I've heard nothing but great things about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That makes me want to play. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I mean, I. Yeah.
2: To the point where I got the definitive edition of you know, Blade Chronicles one and started oh. playing through it and then realized <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is this is a 200-hour venture I'm going on if I'm going to get myself to the third game. So you're going to do the first one, the
1: second one, and then the third one. That's That's, how I do my games. That's (laughs) That's how I do my games. (laughs) That is the Shelby's that is No, I respect that. And you
2: know what the problem is? That there's one called like X in there, too, so it would be four games. That's That's true. (laughs) That's That's true. No, I respect Uh, that,
1: though. That is the way to go about it, for sure. But, yeah, they're long games. If I were to
0: read you the premise of Xenoblade Chronicles 3... It is so fucking
2: cool. No, oh, yeah, like it's so cool. It's I'll about, tell you what. The setup a, of one was like I was in. I was totally yeah, in. You it's know? amazing. Yeah. The Go idea
0: ahead. is. I'm just giving it a really quick off the top of my head. <laughs> so I'm not reading anything. The idea is it's like these. There's this really long war going on between these two factions, and the pitch is that nobody lives past the age of ten, but you, when you're born, you're created as like a, you know, young adult. Hmm. And you're born and bred as a warrior in, like, different classes and stuff. And I think a major point in the story is coming across somebody that's, like, 50. Oh, shit. And everyone's looking at each other, like, what the hell's going on here? And then you realize that this is a, like, there's a reason that this is happening. Like, it's not it's not just, like, the natural way of things. It's, like, a, a constraint that's been put on somehow. Jeez. And... That's just that's just fun sci-fi to me. That's, that's yeah. good. <laughs> like that's yeah. just a cool idea.
1: That's Philip K. Dick stuff. Yeah, that's right. right. So
0: yeah. I I really know I know that I would love this game, and if and you know what the best the funniest thing about this is, I put these constraints on myself that I want to play all these games. It's not like I'm being forced to. It's right. not like somebody's saying you need to play 87 games this year like I played. It's it's more like I just like to do that. So really, I should be playing Xenoblade Chronicles well, I was just going to say, do
1: you think if you took like maybe 17, like the time that it took to play like 17 of those games, whoosh, yeah. and then like played Xenoblade, maybe it would be your Impossible. game of the year.
0: I I mean, who knows? Who knows? Such Impossible. is why
1: these are the games that we wish we had time for. That's right. And then
0: Total War Warhammer 2 is just a really, really great... I, I remember the one of these games that I got into was Three Kingdoms. Uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, and that was the one... Um that I played like a zillion hours in twenty nineteen I absolutely adored. I know I would do the same for this one. I've heard <clears> nothing but great things about it, but I just am not diving in for that commitment. <laughs> um so those are the games that I wish I had time for this year. Um, I wish you had time for these games too, Dan. Yeah. I just want you Don't that. we all. Dan, I'm I'm gonna tell you a little secret. As we get older, your time becomes less and less.
1: I already so have zero As time. the youngest of the crew, Dan, you need to know these you things. You should probably know these I things. I probably played only 10. No, that's not true. I played maybe 14 <laughs> games this year. That can't be right.
2: Uh, my my list is not long.
1: Oh, <laughs> I beat 14 there games this year. That's much okay. different. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah, those are the games that I wish I had time for. Uh, the next one, again, is a similar type of shout-out. It's best game that didn't come out this year. And for one reason or another, this is a game that came out in a different year and made an impact this year with this group. For me, Cuphead is an incredible nominee here because the Delicious Last Course came out this year, which was DLC uh, for Cuphead, and it was fantastic. It was just like, hey, here's a mini Cuphead sequel that's incredible, and it made me remember how much I love Cuphead. It was awesome. Another one is Into the Breach, which came out on phones for the first time which is just so dangerous to everyone's well-being because it's just (laughs) such an addictive game uh and for me i i like picked it back up played another 30 40 hours of it just on it whenever i could sneak it in in between work meetings play play around them into the breach like it's just so good for that platform that style of game that i just adored playing it again um there was some new it's hard for me to say if it's Brand new content for the iPhone version. I, I didn't like do any research on it, but I hadn't played it since, you know, it came out on Switch a year after it initially released. So I probably haven't played it since like 2019. So we're in whenever all these new factions and and groups came out, I, I was just happy to see new content and play these new mechs. It was it was awesome. awesome. I and just
2: it, I just realized I want to add just because you said phone game. And go I ahead. Forgot about that. <clears throat> uh, has anybody played Retro Bowl? on their phone no no, no never. never retro, retro bowl? bowl. oh my god never the about. most addicting football game <laughs> on the phone and or i'm not bowl. even ball. Bowl bowl bowl, bowl 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 yeah so it's it's basically the game it's a f- side uh, scrolling football game um mm-hmm. but it's also like a management sim like your players quickly get older you have to upgrade them you have oh, to really you have to work on your rehabilitation centers your training centers oh. it's it's a very very easy to get into very cool. easily manageable game yeah um but it, and and so like you it didn't have to come work. out this year no no no, oh, no. Okay. i just i got back into it and i forgot how many hours i've got it. sunk into it got it um great game definitely so, yeah game. let's give a shout out yeah. to retro bowl here <laughs> um
0: the other one for me again for this is what's so cool about this category is it's for totally different reasons is live alive which is a game that came out in the 90s mm-hmm. only in japan but it was like a seminal JRPG for a lot of people. Like literally Toby Fox wrote Megalovania based on the song Megalomania in Live Alive. So like there's a similar like main theme Wow! and it's like, so such a legendary like song Mm. (laughs) that we know from Undertale comes from this. So it was just a joy to jump into this and, I think it's a very, very nice, fun JRPG. Has a lot of interesting like subversions. It's definitely in conversation with a game like Earthbound, mm-hmm. things like that. I did not end up playing all the way through it mostly because of time. Mm. Um, but what I played of it I really, really liked. And, you know, I considered since since it really came out in the nineties, it didn't come out this year, even though this is the first time it was released in the States.
2: So I thought it was a good shout out on here. Nice. nice. I love the the thought that like reading it backwards is just evil. Ah evil <laughs> oh but, wow i didn't think about
1: that <coughs> um,
2: i don't think anybody else did either so don't worry but yeah those are our two like <laughs> quick <laughs> quick little shout out categories
0: um now now let's, let's jump into the real categories here fellas okay first one we have here is best surprise of the year mm. and this could really be i thought about this in a couple different ways Number one, best game that came out of nowhere, right? Like mm-hmm. a game you never heard of before, and then all of a sudden, it's one of your favorite games of the year. Mm-hmm. I think of Citizen Sleeper. Definitely. I think of Tiny Kin, which are nominees. Um, but then there's also a game that you were expecting to be good, but it was way better than you thought. Right. Or like the mechanics were surprising, mm-hmm. maybe like a tunic. Yeah. Something like that. Um, or Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I was very excited for. But I didn't expect it to be this good. Right. Uh, so I'll read off the full list of nominees. We obviously named a few there. Uh, we have Tunic. We have Citizen Sleeper. We have Tinykin. We have Marvel Snap. We have Marvel's Midnight Suns. The Case of the Golden Idol. And Signalis. Some good games.
1: Signalis literally is the most pure surprise on this list. That's that's As true. Dan just shared this that's with me maybe an hour ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is definitely true. Um, I'm also, you know, just top of my head, I'm going to add on to here The Looker, <laughs> because okay. I think that's a great surprise of the game. It was definitely a surprise. Um, so I should have said it at the top, but we haven't done any spoiling yet. Any and all games in these categories can and will be spoiled we will try to say all right spoilers for x game but in general any game that we mentioned as a nominee here it is possible that we will spoil the game so with that being said let's talk about what our best surprises of the year were anything here to stand out to you guys i know a lot of these games are games that only i played
1: mm-hmm.
0: obviously not all of them but are there any on here that stand out as like, oh, that's my best surprise of the year?
1: There's th- sorry, shall we say buddy?
2: No, I'm this. like trying to think. Go oh, ahead.
1: Okay, there was three. There's three games on here specifically that is peaking my interest just for different reasons. So I'm just gonna touch on them ever so slightly. Tunic is a game that I was following. Mm-hmm. I knew about Tunic. Mm-hmm. I knew when it was coming out.
0: We were excited for Tunic.
1: I was excited for Tunic. There was talk. Oh, is it just? I and I love Death's Store. But, oh, is it just going to be like that store? Is it going to... Playing Tunic the first hour or two, saying, this is nice. This feels good. Mm -hmm. It feels like a nice homage to Zelda. And then when it hits, to me, personally, probably the best surprise of the year of a game that I was anticipating. Holy smokes. This game was unlike anything I've ever played. And to say that when I already had such, like... I had positive expectations about it, but for it to just like raise the bar to a level that not many games can reach, I think Tunic is, is, is one of the best. Since Sleeper, did not know about. And right, that's fell- the other side of that coin. Right. Did not know about it, did not follow it, didn't know that it was being released. I had a really cool friend say, hey, you might like this. <laughs> really cool. He might be in this room. <laughs> and <absolutely>, Thanks, Dan. <laughs> absolutely, and absolutely fell in love. Um, and then Marvel Midnight Sun is another one sort of like knew about it oh you played I didn't play it Oh, oh. but from what Dan's telling me what I've looked into it um, nice. it's just a game that I knew about I knew it was coming out you know ah, I don't know if it's for me I don't know if you know, I'm gonna like it but then to hear Dan rave about it to look up you know gameplay reviews to me that is what a surprise is where it was just like well yeah this is cool mm-hmm. do we need another Marvel game maybe not but holy moly for it to be as good and as rich as it is, yeah. To not, me, those are like three that stick so out. To
0: me. For Midnight Suns, the thing that I love about it on this category is that like there's so much more story than I expected, and it's so much fun. That right. that's like such a surprise. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you were there for the tactics, you were there because for Axis of Making and who made XCOM and XCOM Two, right? Like I'm in for the gameplay. I yeah. could give a shit who is who's playing the story of XCOM and being like this is one of the best stories. Mm-hmm. Nobody. But this game, I'm very surprised that they focus so much on these characters, and it lands. So uh, to me, that's a big surprise this year. Um, Shelb, any of these specifically jump out to you? Uh, I know you were a big fan of Tunic as well. I'm sure you feel similarly to Dan on that. Yeah. Speak for you.
2: Almost exactly the same. I mean, it it was. Of all the games on this list, it was the only one that I was definitely following mm-hmm. uh, as like, I'm excited to play this. And as far as expectations being kind of uh, thrown about, it was like, okay, this is going to be a nice little, we, we just had, uh, I didn't get a chance to play it, but the the Zelda remake of mm. uh, whatever it was, A uh, Link to the Past or whatever. Okay. Um, and this oh, had oh, that same look. You know what I mean? What, yeah, was it's it, uh, it was Link's, Awakening. Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Link's Awakening. Yeah. So we had that remake last year or the year prior, and it, looks it had that a very like similar tunic. look. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I saw Tunic, and I was like, okay, this will be a cool little, like you said, Zelda like. Yeah. And then when it just starts throwing those puzzles, which I'm oh in, you know, like that's my bag right there. Mixed with fun combat. It's so good. What a, what so a, t- like as a game I was following, it exceeded expectations.
0: And the thing, the my case for Tunic is that it, is a surprising game like throughout playing it. Oh yeah. Like every step of the way you're s- surprised. Like the
1: game itself is is changing which is constantly. Yeah.
0: is such a cool twist on like this category. <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. I, for me that's my front runner for this category. Right. I feel the same. Um, let me talk a little bit about a couple of the other games that we haven't touched on and um, The Case of the Golden Idol is one that I've come to recently. It came out I believe in October or November and I've heard really, really good things about. I had just been playing so many different things that I hadn't got to it. I actually, I mentioned it on the last podcast that Lucas Pope, who made Return of the Oberdin, um, said, this is like such a great detective game. And wow. I'm like, well, that's high praise from the guy that made the best detective game of all time. <laughs> um, so I wanted to play it immediately, but I was putting it off, putting it off, playing other stuff. Um. Finally, I had decided that I'm going to jump into some of these other games that I haven't gotten to. And Case of the Golden Idol and Signalis fall into that category. Case of the Golden Idol, I'm about halfway through. It is a really cool game. It is a. The best way I could describe it to you is it's a freeze frame of something, some like action that has happened. And it chronicles through this story of this family and so on in one of these levels quote-unquote you will see a panel of characters doing something like for example in one of them it's like a guy is dead in a bunk bed with a trail of blood leading from the door and you're looking at a desk with a window looking out on a sailboat and there's a horse like running across And it's like, there's like three seconds of motion and then it replays and you can click on everything and like your job is to fill out these clue boards that will say, it'll show like all the characters in the, in these levels, what are their names? All, and then it'll say, what happened to this guy? Mm. And it'll, it'll be like almost like a Mad Lib Mm. where it's like blank, blank, you know uh fell off his blank and cracked his skull
2: just a humpty dumpty blah reference. blah blah yeah <laughs>
0: but it's kind of like that it, you're going through and you're filling in with keywords that you acquire by like clicking on things
1: oh wow this reminds me of Oberdin just ever so slightly yes like, in that yes. like
0: it's clearly in the same vein mm-hmm. i think it's very very good i think it's a lot of fun but I do think if I'm looking for a surprise in a game like I never heard of this and it turned out to be great, to me Citizen Sleeper is a better game and therefore a better surprise in this way. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think we can cut Case of the Golden Idol. I do really, really like it. And again, I have not finished it. I'm about halfway through. I'm really digging it. Um, but I I don't think it's going to cut top three here. And then I'll talk about Signalis, which is my other game that, I, like I said, I started playing late. This is a Silent Hill 1, Resident Evil 1-style survival horror game, uh, and I had shown Dan this, like, four-minute clip from early on in the game.
1: Oh, man. Dan's, like, he went upstairs, and I'm just sitting here, and he sends me this video, and literally Dude, walks down getting chills. I'm like, oh, what is this? I,
0: I am so, like, blown away by the style of this game and how creepy it is, mm. and... The music, the way it plays into the uh, like horror, it is such a cool game. The downside to it on this list is I've only played about an hour to an hour and a half as of this recording. So I can't really in good conscience say like, oh, it's the best surprise of the year. Um, I'll have, I plan to have beaten it by the time we do our game of the year recording, which will be in the future as of this recording. So I'll hopefully have more to say on that then. But right now, man, I am so into this game. I think it is so freaking cool, and it's definitely a great surprise of the year because I had never heard of it before then. Yeah. Right. Um. Since I'm the only one that played it, and I've only played a little bit, I think we can cut it.
2: That is on Game Pass, I believe. Right? It is. Yeah. It is. I remember seeing it.
0: That that's another one that came out in I believe October, or, or September, October. And I, I heard such good things. It got great reviews, and I'm just like, I'm gonna play you, but I don't have time now. Yeah. And now is the time where I'm like getting those games in. And I, was, I really think it is one of the best surprises of the year, but I don't think it's going to cut top three on this. All gotcha. right. Neither of you have touched Marvel Snap, right?
1: No, and I know you were very high on that game.
0: I am very high on that game. I think it is an impeccably designed card game. Um, I think it's awesome. It really... The only downside I will say, I don't know when it was announced. It may have only been announced this year. Right. But since I saw the announcement of it, I was like, oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> it's by the guy that created Hearthstone. Oh, okay. It's like, it's going to be good. So you were excited I mean? for it. Yeah, 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 but I can't say for sure if it was early this year or last year right, or whatever right. it is. But to me, I mean, the amount that I've played it and the amount that I've enjoyed it is fantastic. Um, but I think I would pick three others on here before that. Nice. So we have five games left. Uh, Tunic, Citizen Sleeper, Tinykin, Marvel's Midnight Suns, and The Looker. Um, the only two we haven't talked about, really, are Tinykin and The Looker. Um, Shelb, talk about Tinykin. I know you're a big fan.
2: Tinykin's great, man. I mean, Tinykin came out. Uh, we, we got collect a quality. Just a nice little... In, in a time, sometimes, when you feel overwhelmed with playing games as you start to near the, the final quarter of the year and... This game comes out and it's just pure fun, pure know? fun. I That's mean, weird. perfect yeah. timing. Yeah, pure fun. Go collect a bunch of stuff with a great art style. This this overly ambitious yet really you're just in a small room kind of feel. You yeah. know, um, giant level designs. Yep, tiny with, people, huge
0: world. Yeah, just, everyone loves it. <laughs> <that. laughs>
2: what is that TLC? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, Tinykin is just incredible with its. Open 3D design, yet you're this little 2D Paper Mario-like character mm-hmm. with that Pikmin quality, like I said. its I mean, the, there's nothing out of this world about it that's just like, oh, I've never seen this before. Yes. But at the same time, it just feels so good to play. It's so comfortable. You can't put it down. Yeah. You're like, oh, I just want to know what happens next. You it's know?
0: so comfortable yeah. because it, it it harkens back to like the Banjo-Kazooie. Yes, just so simple. Like the, those simple, fun, collect-a-thon... Just enjoy your time. Explore this area. There's a ton of little things to do. Yeah. It, it's a really, really fun game. I think it's a great surprise this year. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't cut it from this just yet.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's fantastic.
0: And then the looker. We all played the looker. Mm-hmm. It's a short game, and the thing I would say about the looker is, it kind of is a game all about surprising you. Like it's about subverting your expectations. It's about like everything you think is going to happen. They're going to surprise you and do some weird shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a like, it's like a, it's like a sharp look on the witness, like kind of poking fun, kind of also a fan of it. I think it's a really great surprise. Is it the best surprise compared to these? I wouldn't say so. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it.
1: I feel like there's probably, it's a nice surprise, but I feel like there's three that, I feel like when I finished The Looker, I loved it. I thought it was great. Like, oh, that was that was fun. That exactly, was cool. but that's what it is. It's just like, yeah, that was really cool. You're not
0: like I love this. I need this to be, you know, on the top of all the lists. The way that Tunic and Citizen <clears throat> Sleeper like yes. have like yes.
1: touched a part, like The Looker was like, oh, that was a really good puzzle game, and I yes. love the satire of a yeah. game that I also love. Yes, again, that I I, it makes me feel pretentious <laughs> for loving The Witness, but at the same time. <laughs>
0: I know. I think it was really, really good. I like shouting it out here. But Definitely.
1: It's a good shout out.
0: <clears throat> I don't think it's going to make top three. So mm-hmm. we have four. We only need to cut one. And if I'm being honest, I think Tunic and Citizen Sleeper are going to make the top three. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be between Tiny Kin and Marvel's Midnight Suns. And that's not definite. That's just top of my head what I'm thinking. <clears throat> my vote would go to Marvel's Midnight Suns, even though I love Tiny Kin, just because. Of the type of surprise it was for me. Like, I just... I'm blown away at the way I have... Guys, you know how much I love deck building games. You love deck building. You know how much... You? I love turn-based strategy games. Dan loves that. Is this a commercial? (laughs) Like, literally. (laughs) You put those two together. But the, the reason I find it so interesting is... I've played so many types of these and for them to marry those two and make it feel fresh and different right. and new like i'm so mm. impressed with them like i really am so impressed with this game and like i said to to then emphasize on the story and learn like it feels like you're playing mass effect to like what are those quests called that you go loyalty missions right 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 it feels like you're doing that for these marvel characters yeah. and you're getting to know them and you're going and you're meeting like other characters in their world and stuff like that. And then you're like hanging out around the Abbey. You're doing yoga with blade. You're going, (laughs) you're going to taking a dip in the hot tub with Tony Stark. It's just like, so silly, but it works so well. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, that is just such a cool game. If it reminds me of how guardians of the galaxy last year, where I'm like, I didn't expect this from this game. Right, Right. Like, it's like you I, I saw like last year, and, and that's a great example of a I, I surprise. Think, yeah. But it's like you looked at it and you're like, I'm not in the I don't think the story is going to be good. Right. Like I just don't. Yeah. And then they do interesting things that bring you around. That. I, I really like Marvel's Midnight Suns on this list. And again, I love Tiny Kin. I'm not like dissing Tiny Kin on this. But for me, that's the one where it's like, hey, I never heard of this before and it was great, but it's. Like you said, it's not doing anything to be no. like, wow, wow. No,
2: it just knocked on every nostalgia level that you, you know, like that's, yeah. that's what, what it is. I know. And I think and so that... As long as Tunic's on the list, I'm good. Yeah. You know? no. Let, yeah. Let's give Dan this one. He's not going to have a lot of representation <laughs> in all the other categories, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've only played a few games this year. But no,
2: I, I, I really, I would love
0: to see Marvel's Midnight Suns here. I think, are we good with t- Cutting Tiny Ken? I'm good I with that. so, yeah. All right, so we have our top three. We have Tunic, Citizen Sleeper, and Marvel's Midnight Suns. We kind of danced around it before. I think it's Tunic. I think it's Tunic. And we so. just said that it's Tunic. Yeah. I mean, I think it's Tunic for so many reasons. This game, using that manual, honestly, just opening it for the first time, like just seeing it and like being like, whoa, look at what they did. Like, how yeah. cool is this? And then you're like, wait a second, <laughs> like not only is it like cool to look at, but there's something going on here. Oh yeah. And then the layers upon layers upon layers that are in that manual, Ugh. I, I mean, we all we've talked a lot about this game, but it is a special game. Yeah. It is one of my favorite games of the year, and it is definitely my biggest surprise
1: of the year. I yeah. couldn't agree more. I Just when completely you can agree. S- when you can start manipulating the like the world and the environment. Yeah. Like things like that, like you did it. I didn't think that that was again. I thought Tunic was just gonna be, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna have fun, just go around, and slash things, and then it just completely subverted expectations again and again. Yeah. And it didn't stop even until the end.
2: And you're constantly learning, like every page you get, you're learning something oh. not just about the game, but about how to play the game. Yep, you know, yeah. it's which is just insane.
1: That game is this game. special i'd like to like because we've been doing this for a few years gentlemen i'd like to look back at like my all-time favorite video games (laughs) list and like do like a revisit yeah like i think tunic could be a all-timer like it is it is that good
2: good. do that in january why don't we knock knock on an episode where we're like that's a nice here's our current top 25 each i like that i like that in january nothing really goes on in january we're gonna get smacked up in feb so i like that show i think that's
1: a really good idea we should I think we're on to something. Love Since it. we've been doing this, what, six years? Five years? Eight uh, years? Twenty? Five. Yeah. Four.
2: Three. Five years. Two. One. Yeah, yeah. Five, five years. Just five over years. five years. <laughs> anyway, so Tunic um, is the winner, huh?
1: Tunic is okay. our winner.
0: Best surprise of 2022 with runners-up, Citizen Sleeper, and Marvel's Midnight Sun. I'm happy
1: with that list. That's a solid list. Very happy
0: with that list. Dope. Solid list. Let's move on to the next category, fellas. We have most disappointing game of 2022. Our nominees are Ghostwire Tokyo, Trek to Yomi, We Are OFK, Overwatch 2, Gotham Knights, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Callisto Protocol, Scorn, and Somerville. Those are our list for most disappointing game of the year. Uh, I should have said this earlier, but I'm gonna preemptively apologize for the the baby toys and baby cries and everything going on in the background. My bad. Um, that's just gonna. That's just something we gotta deal with. <laughs> um, so, I right off the bat, there's two different types of disappointing games here. Mm-hmm. One of them is games that came out and did not do well review wise, and did not do word of mouth do well word of mouth wise. And we just didn't play. And then there are games that we played and were actively disappointed even though we played it. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, in that games that we didn't play, I I think of disappointing as like, what was your expectation versus reality? If you weren't expecting much and it wasn't that good, that's not very disappointing. right? right, right. But if you were like, I'm stoked for this and it comes out and it stinks, that's pretty disappointing. (laughs) That sucks.
2: Yeah, so I, I don't know how you guys feel about some of these ahead. games, but yeah. I know, I know. For example, for myself, like there were multiple games on this list that I wasn't interested in, so I didn't play, and it turned out good thing. Yes, and there were right. some on here that I was like, I I kind of want to play that. Like personally, to me. There's nothing on this list that I was, like, stoked for. Absolutely stoked for. Maybe you guys have a, a few on think that
0: list. I have a yeah. couple. Yeah. One big one for me is Callisto Protocol. Uh, I was the, thinking that. That's the one that I'm like, that's the one. I'm such a massive Dead Space fan. Right, 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 Like, love, especially the original Dead Space. I think it's one of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. Like, it it would legitimately be a top 50 game of all time for me. Uh will make that
1: list in January.
0: <laughs> so... For me, that's one that – the difficult thing, the only thing I'm going to say about Calista Protocol that gives it a little bit of points here is I still intend on trying that. And I have heard a couple of people say that despite its flaws, it has some really cool stuff going on. But can you trust them, Dan? These are people I do trust. Okay. These are people I do trust. But, no, the idea being I I think there are games on here that are just bad – and i don't think that is what callisto protocol is. Right. I think it has a lot of disappointing aspects of it from what i've heard. But again, this type of game where we didn't even play it is going to be a tough discussion tough, because we yeah. didn't even play it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like for me and tell me what you guys think about this. Gotham Knights is a game that i did not have much faith in for a very long time. Every
2: trailer that came out i was less and less less and less interested, yeah. Right. Especially, especially when games, we started... you said all the games, right? Yes, we yeah, did.
0: right Did um, it? yeah Yeah, i think so we did yeah
2: um so
0: for me every time we saw especially when gameplay started rolling out i remember we had talks on the podcast like i don't know if this game's going to be very good i think we
1: were like our expectations were already tapered a little bit so they announced it was great oh another gotham came great but then we started seeing what it was actually yeah
0: and that's why for me that would be my personal first cut here i don't think it's going to make top three i wasn't really that stoked for it no. Yeah. You guys go with cutting that? Yeah.
2: Like that. I, I, and I, on the, the back of that, I'd like to also talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Um, a
0: game that you and I
2: are both enjoying a lot. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I like know? it a lot. Yeah. So
0: the reason I put it on here is because of the potential that's there. Like, if, right. if this game ran well and looked good, this would, I would be saying, is maybe my favorite Pokemon ever. Right. Like, I really loved it. And I've played a lot of it right and i still am loving it mm-hmm. so i do think we should cut it show but yeah. i did want to put it on here just to say notable shout like out. do better yeah. like <laughs> if, if you did better we'd be talking about this as a possible top 10 you know what i'm saying right, right. so I, I i just wanted to shout it out here but i do think it can go yeah um um, Dan, yeah, talk about Scorn. I was just about to yeah. Say so it. actually, <laughs> both,
1: about to say. So both Scorn and Summerville are two games that I do want to I want to touch on because I don't think that they're, either of them would make our top three missed, uh, most disappointing. Scorn, if you are a fan of either H.R. Geiger's art or you're a fan of the Alien franchise, it is worth the time to put in seven hours and just just experience like the set pieces because it that is this game. It is. Yes, there's combat elements. Yes, there's puzzles. But at its heart, it's a walking simulator. And to have a walking simulator, in, it is it is a thorough, beautifully, in a grotesque way, designed game. And I think it is worth it if you're like, you know what? I really like that art style. You know, I love the alien movies. This is something that, okay, seven hours. I'm just going to just immerse myself in it. I think it's totally worth it. Yeah.
0: I do want to also, while you're talking yeah. about it, I, I put in about an hour.
1: Okay. So what do you think?
0: Very beautiful right. in a disgusting way, but I wasn't that into it. Like, mm-hmm. it just didn't grab me. Yeah, I was, I, like, when I was done, I was like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: But also, how, what were your expectations for this? Well, that's the thing, too. I think my expectations were already met because right. when they were doing, like, gameplay footage, you know, first 38 minutes mm-hmm. of this, or, mm-hmm. you know, what did this reviewer have to say? Um. It didn't seem like it was offering anything more than yeah. that so i think i was already like when it was just like it reminded me like uh everybody's gone to the rapture remember that game yes like that was a game i was disappointed just because i didn't know what that kind of game was at the time when that came out i said oh this looks interesting we to play it and then the game's over and you're like i just walked and heard people talk <laughs> which is fine um <laughs> but i think i was already i didn't expect anything from scorn mm. I, didn't expe- I didn't expect i didn't expect you know, guns blazing, yeah. huge cutscenes, things like that. I think right. I already had this idea that okay, this is just a game inspired by H.R. Geiger and you know, I'd like to see what that's about. So I'm not that I'm disappointed. I think the reason I put this on this list though is because there was talk about it for a long time. Um, you know, I think there was potential for it to be better. I think maybe if they handled you know the com if they-, they had a combat section if they handled that better maybe if they nuanced the story a little bit if they had more interactions with other characters and you weren't just alone yeah i do see potential for it to, to be agree. better than what it is um apparently they're making a series or apparently they're supposed oh. to make like a like a sequel or there's going to be like some world thing happening interesting maybe not though because it didn't do as well but yeah. i don't think it's disappointing in the way that some of these other games are so i think we can I agree it. And then what about Somerville? Yeah, so I'd like to speak about that one. And I'll speak about it quickly. Um, Somerville's a good game. Mm-hmm. It is not as good as Limbo or yeah. or Inside. Which, I mean, that's kind of an unfair bar. Those are high bars. Very good games. I think the overarching story has that signs feeling where it's more interesting before you get to the end. That's just me personally, where mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, okay, yeah. you got an interesting sci-fi premise happening, but now you get to the end and the payoff's... I have so much cooler when I didn't know or yeah. I didn't know yeah. um, before you, they show the monster. Exactly. And the combat's a little janky at times. Again, I think it's disappointing only for the reason that it's not living up to those expectations. And I think on its own, it's a very good game, um, which is why I think we can take it off. Okay. It was only disappointing to me personally, as I was very, very excited for it. I've been waiting for it since it was announced. Um, and it wasn't a bad game, right? It, it just, just wasn't wasn't that that good. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, that's fair. So we'll cut that. So we're down to
0: five. We have Ghostwire Tokyo, Trek to Yomi, We Are OFK, and Overwatch. Oh, and Overwatch Two and Callisto Protocol. So <clears throat> we talked about only Callisto on this list. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about Overwatch Two. This is a massive disappointment to me, and I leading up to it at least in like the last couple months (coughs) they did kind of tip their hand a little bit like they did say hey we're gonna have a lot of same maps same characters you know blah blah blah." but why is this game called overwatch 2 what is this (laughs) this is so bizarre to me what is this like it's so disappointing
1: Man, actually, I genuinely feel bad. Like it, I can sense it. The, just doesn't the make any
0: sense to me because it's like, you, d- do you guys know that when they came out with this game, if you had Overwatch One, they just changed the icon to say Overwatch Two, and you yes, click in, that, yeah, and it's, here's an update. Now it's Overwatch Two. Like, how do you do that? That's not a sequel. Like, what is that? that's crazy and they came out with a couple of new characters and a couple of new maps and they reworked a couple of the characters it's the same type of game and they they change the amount of heroes on each team but it's the same game with some changes and that's not enough to be a sequel to me I I was very very disappointed in this and we'll see if it hangs in top three but for now I definitely want to keep it I just don't understand what their mindset was going into this.
2: I think, I think, if I had to guess, they were just right on board with what Fortnite's doing, where it's like chap this chapter, that chapter, this chapter, and they were like, "But we're so deep into this now at this point that what the fuck do we call this thing?" But, yeah, and but- and calling it Overwatch Two was not the right it's answer. Such <laughs> a bad move because
0: Fortnite is the perfect counterexample. Yeah, it is Fortnite through and through. They made a mode called No Build Mode this year where there's no building. It's just a Battle Royale, and it's fantastic. And they did not say, hey, this is Fortnite 2. They said, it's the same game. We added a new mode. Right. That's all you had to do here. And they
2: add new characters every time they do this shit. I don't even play the game, and I know what's going on. (laughs) All the time.
0: The thing that bothers me so much is, if you wanted to make an Overwatch 2, you have so many opportunities. This is such a rich lore and such an interesting they're, these characters are great yeah yeah they did such a good job with that first game when I when that first game came out I played a ton of it and I loved it yeah and it was because they had such unique characters it was all new it was all interesting and it, they could have gone in any direction they could have gone 20 years in the future they could have gone 20 years in the past they could have gone 600 years in the future. it would have been a good job either way and it would have just been so much more interesting. Instead, they just left it the same and added some stuff. That's all they did. Right. It Like, imagine if you were playing as these same characters, and they're all older, and then there's a lot of younger people, their kids and stuff like that, in here's new heroes because we're doing it that way, and now there's all this interesting lore going on. That shit would have been awesome. Yeah. Like, there's a million ways you. Could. I don't care what they did. But it's not this, man. Like, it is not this. No, that's weird. It's actually, everything about this is very weird. It is just very strange. And the craziest part is, when Overwatch came out, do you know, like, the roots of where it came from? It was supposed to be the next Warcraft, like, the next Mm -hmm. MMO from Blizzard. Blizzard, yeah. So, they said, this is the sequel, like, not the sequel, but it's like, we have Warcraft, and then we're doing this, and this is going to be a huge MMO. And instead they scrapped it, and they said, how about we do a hero shooter with these characters and all the stuff we built? Awesome. And it came out great. Everyone liked Overwatch. Like, There were not people that were like, this is bad. Mm -hmm. It's a great game. It's a very well-made game. It's super fun. And guess what? It's still a good game, Mm -hmm. and it's still fun. Even Overwatch 2. They did not make it bad, but they just did not change much. Yeah. And that's more disappointing. <laughs> you get what I mean? Like yeah. if they took a big swing and tried something different and it stunk, I wouldn't even be close to as upset as right. I am now. Right? So yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> this does stay. Because- this might, yeah, might be your yeah. number one, buddy. I just think to me to call it Overwatch 2 is very disingenuous to your audience. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, it rubs me the wrong way in, in so many different ways. Um. But anyway, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Sorry ones. about that, buddy. Um, Dan, I remember one early in the year that you bought and played and were very disappointed in. That's Ghostwire Tokyo.
1: Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Ghostwire is one of those <clears> situations <throat> where it was a game that I was following. I was interested in, I think, mostly for the lore. You know, mm-hmm. it's very, it's got all that Japanese folklore mm-hmm. and stuff in it. So I thought it was very, very cool. It had this sort of first person, um, like infamous style where you have different element things mm-hmm. that you can shoot out to, to fight enemies. um. So I'm on a new thing, right? Cuz I don't want to say anything bad about anything. But like if I don't like something, I just say
0: our category is most disappointing. <laughs> what I you just, try to make amends I with just, something I just like
1: I just like say like, "Yeah, it doesn't <coughs> resonate with me." Ghost hmm. of Tokyo really did not resonate with me. I don't think it's that It's not a good game. <sighs> I don't think it's that good of a game, guys. Yeah. I think the problem with it is that enemies are consistently the same all the time, same elemental attacks, no variation in in the, you know, enemies or attack patterns the story just isn't the best i'm not motivated to even the bad guy right who's supposed to be this menacing figure it's all just sort of it's kind of like a wet cardboard box to be honest it's just sort of bleh um though i mentioned walking simulators earlier it is a great tokyo walking simulator if you want to just walk around tokyo this game and and let's just say you know you can't Get a plane ticket or whatever this would be like a nice little like hey this would give you a little taste <laughs> so do you think this could hang as a top three it's a disappointing game as a as as a bad game that i thought would be good now the only other one on here mm-hmm. that i played was trek to yomi yeah that game came out so so maybe this is telling that game came out like march or a long long time ago i don't remember a thing about it which you might know what be, I remember which might be telling. I
0: remember I, that it yeah. did not feel good to play.
2: I remember it coming out and I was like, Oh, I should probably play this because we were gonna record like that week or something. Yeah. And I came in, I hadn't played it, and you guys were like, This game is bad. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like the <laughs> intro. Yeah. The <laughs> <That's>, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I remember the intro and the style, but other than that, yeah. I so maybe this is a worse Which is game. about all it was. Yeah. So so there's one
0: aspect to this. <clears throat> it's a devolver published game. And it had been in Devolver showcases. It had been propped up as a game that we should be excited about. And I was looking forward to this. Yeah. And I was excited about this game. And when I played it, it played so poorly. Like, it is just not fun to control. I like the style a lot. I think it looks great. Mm. I like that they're trying to be an actual samurai movie. The big, my big thought in my, in my brain was like, wow, I love Ghost of Tsushima, but man, they are doing Kurosawa in the wrong way. Like they are, they think they're doing Kurosawa, but they're not. Right. And I was like, man, look at Trek Tiomi. They are doing Kurosawa. Yeah. Like they're doing the, they're they they have like the film grain noise across uh-huh. everything. Like <laughs> we're in this. And then I'm like, oh, this stinks. <laughs> this is not a good game. So to me, I was disappointed. Is it a top three? I'm not sure. Maybe we should leave it for now and talk it out. But uh, to me, I think it's just a bad game. I think my expectations were not like sky high, but I, I was looking forward to it.
1: I'd pick Teomi over at Ghostwire Tokyo. I think. Okay. If I was gonna, all right. As more, more disappointing. As more disappointing. So that's
0: fair. So at this point, do we cut Ghostwire, or do you want to let's talk about we are OK, and then we'll, we'll yeah. It. Dan, this is one you were very excited. I for. I was
1: very excited for this. I don't know why. Something about I forget when they first appeared. It was like a little live streaming music video i downloaded the song i don't know i just like i don't know for some reason it was like very very cool to me right it was just like oh okay you're gonna follow this band and you know you're gonna be able to like go to the recording studios and you, you know. groupie yeah i don't know yeah it was just it hit a, it hit a thing with me um i didn't even know that the game came out because i think it just sort of like
0: nobody liked it nobody talked
1: yeah about it. it just sort of yeah. like boom yeah and like it was it was done
0: very cool idea. I also was looking forward to it. I did not have high hopes for it. I thought at best it would be a like middle of the road game, and it seems like it was a little bit less than that. I would take it off because I don't. It didn't strike me like it's not like leaving. a I oh, I wish that was good.
1: Yeah, it was just sort of like oh, when I saw it, I was like oh, I wonder what that is. I'm gonna keep yeah. an eye on that, and then. Every time I cancel, oh, every time I cancel you.
2: I, I, I think, so here's the tough question here. Now, Ghostwire Tokyo, you already mentioned um Trektiomi being more disappointing than that. Mm. And, so, And the other outliers, Callisto Protocol is something nobody has yeah, played yet. Yeah. So
0: to me, the thing that I will say, my pitch would be to keep Callisto on here as that representation of the game that we didn't play because it did not get good right, right, right. word of mouth and reviews. I'm fine I'm good with that. You know what I mean? I'm good with so that. So if you said you would take Trek on this list over Ghostwire, then I think we cut Ghostwire. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we have our three we have Trek to Yomi, Overwatch 2, and Callisto Protocol. I'm
2: going to throw this out there. I haven't played any of these games, yes, but after sir. listening to Dan rant, yeah. my vote's for Overwatch 2. I, I went into
0: this category not thinking it was going to win this. Yeah. I didn't even think it was going to make top three. And then when I started talking about it, I
1: realized how many negative emotions <laughs> I have towards it. I think we need to like show Blizzard how we feel. Oh, yeah. They're definitely listening. That's what I think.
0: <laughs> um. I think we're doing it, guys. Let's call Overwatch 2 the most disappointing game of 2022. And
2: I don't think you're alone in saying that.
1: You guys don't resonate with
0: me. But I will say, and I'm saying this genuinely, if you like Overwatch and you want to play more Overwatch, Mm -hmm. Overwatch 2 is a good game. It is Overwatch. Right. And it's good. It's just more Overwatch. It's just so disappointing that this is what you come up with. This was five years ago. Like, Think about how disappointing that is. This is five years and this is hype. what this is what yeah. comes. That's almost yeah. the
1: entire Circleback podcast chronology. It is
0: that this Overwatch came out. We've the first been talking
2: year. about this since we started. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Overwatch came out the first year we did Game of the Year. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, but anyway, that's our Overwatch Two is our most disappointing game of 2022, with runners up to, of Trek to Yomi and Callisto Protocol. I think that's a good list. Good list. Good list. I'm proud of
1: that list, people
0: very proud of the disappointing games um all right we got a big one here guys one that's near and dear to my heart best style of 2022 dan would you mind reading the nominees i'd be happy to be my pleasure
1: sifu Ali Ali world elden ring tunic norco citizen sleeper card shark neon white call to the lamb immortality return to monkey island pentiment the case of the golden idol Signalis.
0: All right, so I'm going to talk about what best style means for a little bit. What does it mean to you, Dan? It means to me, and therefore to the world. Exactly. uh, It means like the way that the visuals and music and sound effects all come together to put you in a place. That's what the style is. So it's not just one of these things or the other. I think a perfect example of best style is is Persona 4, Persona 5. Where it's like, it's doing a certain thing and it all comes together in, in a in a really great way where you're like, man, that game has a lot of style. Mm-hmm. That's what best style is to me. And right off the bat, I think number one, these nominees are all fantastic.
1: All of them. It's an honor to be nominated.
0: It's just an honor to be nominated. <laughs> um, I'm going to jump to... An interest, probably the most interesting one on this list, immortality, because the thing about immortality is the reason I put it on here is the way that the three movies that make up immortality look and feel different because they're intentionally shot in different eras, and that is something to me that is a great example of like what best style is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's going to win or even be top three, but that idea of like, oh, wow, like this is, they, they, it's very like purposeful, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or a game like Pentiment, where the, you're in, you know, 16th century Bavaria and it's all about illuminated manuscripts. So everyone's handwriting in the text boxes changes and looks different depending on like how educated they are or how. Or like what they do or, and it's all based around the, the view, like what your character believes that person is. So it may change. So maybe he had a really high opinion of somebody and then all of a sudden the opinion gets lowered. The handwriting changes to something a little bit less. Like that's a very stylistic Mm -hmm. thing that I think is really cool here. So jumping off of that, is there anything specific that jumps out to you guys as something that you'd think is on the lower end of that style here?
1: So I'm trying to think lower end. See, so when I think of style, so you mentioned those two games, Dan. I just want to say these two games that jumped out at me first, though. This, okay, this is on the high end. I know you asked low end, but for me, like Citizen Sleeper and Neon White are in that same camp as Immortality. Neon White and to me Pentiment. is like I, I, yeah. that.
0: That's that's the type of game where it's like that is going for it. Yeah, like it is going for it, and it, and it nails knows it. what yeah. it is. Yeah, and it's just it's like unabashedly what it wants to be that's that's in that persona camp of like whether you like it or not it's doing something here (laughs) you know what i mean that's the idea and i agree with you and what was the other one you said citizen sleeper
1: Sleeper, but only because citizen sleeper is a game that is not for everybody it is a it it is a game that i it's a game that you read and you don't necessarily play yeah but well there are well there is an an rpg RPG elements and there's dice rolling but What I love about it and why I think it it has such a cool style is that you are just reading. Yeah. And between the music, between just the sparse visuals, some of the character illustrations, Mm -hmm. just the noises when certain things happen, like it, it immerses you in a way that I was fully on board with all these characters. I was fully on board with what was happening. I was invested. And I think that's, I think when I think of style, it's I think of something like that where I just feel like. Everything that's going on all moving parts are creating something that I become invested in
0: Yeah, so I, I totally agree with you on that. I did just send Shelby a YouTube video and I'm gonna while we talk about a couple of these games here I want Shelby. I'm actually gonna mute his mic for four minutes while he watches something here So I just want you to get a taste of like the style of this so I'm gonna mute your mic Watch, start at like nine minutes and 40 seconds in that video and watch it until about 14 minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to mute you quick and you need to turn on the volume. Um, I think this is, this, this is just a snapshot and we'll, we'll talk about signals after you've seen it. Um, but Dan, one that I think, and this may be controversial, I think could be cut here. What,
2: what are we skip
0: to? Nine minutes, 40 seconds. This is like
2: an hour long video. Six hours
0: long. Yeah. It's a full playthrough, um, nine minutes, 40 seconds, and watch it until 14 minutes. All right, Joe? Okay. And make sure you can hear it. All right. Um, <laughs> Return to Monkey Island.
1: Oof, Dan, I was thinking about that yeah. one on the so other th- end. The thing
0: that I want to say about it, first and foremost, is the reason I put it here is I love the art style. Beautiful. I think it's beautiful. But it goes on best looking exactly dan i don't think it's doing anything to set it apart stylistically Mm -hmm. that hasn't been done before or even it hasn't done before in past it looks great the game looks beautiful yeah that would be my first cut on this list i feel the same way (laughs) all right let's just cut it then bud dan here's an interesting one for you what do you think about elden ring on this list there's
1: my second one elden ring Quite arguably could be the greatest video game ever created
0: ever created like ever
1: it's a good game it might be up there it's pretty good but i don't want to say that i've seen it before but it is soul it is it is of a kind it is to that the rest style the souls games yes. beautiful the the landscapes the music the sound design i mean literally everything about this game is sheer perfection literally yeah everything about this game is sheer perfection is it stylish in its way? Like it is the From Software style. But I would say for a list of this caliber, I would want to go with something maybe something. Oh, I haven't seen. I don't want to say I haven't seen anything like like Elden Ring is such a breath of fresh. Like it's incredible. It's incredible.
0: And the thing I'll I, I will definitely say for it, and this isn't because I do think we should cut it, but I do think that the air, the different areas. I mean they're really inspired in style. Like I I think there's some bosses that are just incredible to look at, but to me it falls into more of like a best looking mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying? I get you. I'm with you. Um, I don't know how to
1: describe this is where it does yeah. get a little murky
0: where it's like I know it, what I'm trying to It does, but I think we get what we're saying at the heart of it. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say we cut Elden Ring. Here. Don't worry Elden <laughs> Ring,
1: it's not like you're not going to be talked about this year. Yeah. I think it, it might
0: get its due. <laughs> Um, I'm also going to mention Ali Ali world here. It's a game that I really like and I really, really respect the style of it is beautiful. It is interesting. The way the music is with the gameplay and the colors, like it is just a, such a nice, fun, stylish game, but there are games on here that I like more. And I like the style of more that I just don't think it's really going to hang here. That's the biggest thing that I have for that. um, Any other jump out at you, Dan? Well, I wanted to ask you
1: about Case of the Golden Idol because it's the only one that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Even so, if I haven't... Actually, I think I've played all these.
0: Do me be- a favor. Google Google some like screenshots of Case of the Golden Idol just so you can see what the art style is like. So, so there's not a lot of like motion in it. In fact, every three cases, let's say, like chapters, there is like one cinematic that goes into it that is like... Uh,
1: Okay. Oh, that guy's on fire. Yeah,
0: it's pretty intense. I love the style of it. I love the art style of it. It's very... It kind of reminds me of Card Shark in a way. Mm,
1: just scarier looking.
0: It's definitely scarier. Um, I think this really nails its style. I think it's really, really good. But I agree. I, I do not think this is going to be a top three out of this list. Uh, but I really, really... Like it style. So I, I think we can cut it here, Dan. I, cut it I think it's just such a strong category this year it is. that I, I'm i going to have a hard time fighting for that in top three.
1: What do you think about Cult of the Lamb?
0: That's the next one I'm looking at. Yeah, Cult of the yeah. Lamb was
1: great, though. Like Something about Cult of the Lamb is there's something very special about it. And I know that feelings about it towards the end. I know you weren't particularly. It started to get a little repetitive and stale, but still that that doesn't. Affect this category. Sure, I do feel like, for all of its its beautiful design and 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 sound and and all this stuff, I just don't know if it h- hangs with all the styles yeah, that are on I, here. Yeah,
0: I don't disagree with you, but I do. I know Shelby played a lot of that, so we're gonna wait for him. He's probably almost done with the oh, video yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> Where you at? almost fourteen minutes. Or fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen's the end. Then you might you might be done there. He's Sheld. watching.
1: He's watching all six hours. <laughs> he's like, wait, I said five minutes. and a half hours. Uh, 13,
0: all right, I'm gonna unmute you. So right off the bat, Shelb, what do you think of that? How many languages are is it game in?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that style is not pretty. No, incredible. it's awesome. It's incredible. I and that's an intro to the game. That's like a, so. It's like, not a, the intro. You oh,
0: okay. you play before that, and then all of a sudden you come across that scene, right. and it just plays out. Right. That game has a. It is special in its style, in my opinion. Right. Like, that is one that I will not want to cut yet because I think it has a chance to be up there. Okay. Um, all right. But what I, what I miss? Yeah. So, we, we made a few cuts. But the biggest thing is we were just talking about Cult of the Lamb. Right. Do you think it's going to be top three?
2: No. Um, I, I like yeah.
0: the style of that game. Right. I think it works really well in, like, what it's trying to do as, like, oh, this is your cult mm-hmm. and, like, all the... The, the way they do the rituals and the animation is really, really good. I think the music works really well with it. I think it has a very good style. It's pretty strong here. But I think this year was just like kind of really good for yeah. like stylish games that to me, it's not a top three, but I, I don't want to be the only one that says that.
2: No, I agree. I mean, loved it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, like literally when it's listed underneath neon white, it's like neon yeah. White's the only thing I can think of right now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of, yeah. the, of the games that I've played. That yeah. is that is a stylish game.
0: <laughs> Neon White's a very, very high on my list for this. Let's cut Cult of the Lamb. I don't think it's going to make it. Um, <clears throat> Dan, what do you think about Norco here? Because I love the style of Norco.
1: I think Norco, the style, the sound design, the politics behind it, it all meshes super well. Norco is a scary freaking game. Yeah, And it doesn't, it means to be but it, the way that it intersplices like comedy and yeah. and and just and really des- destitute yeah things. and like yeah. literal like oh there's <laughs> hypodermic needles right on the floor that's great yeah. um i love the style of norco i think it's really good it is unsettling to the yeah. max and i th- are you suggesting to cut it no okay, i was going to say it.
0: i think it could possibly be a top 3 here um but again it is going up against some real juggernauts here uh but i just wanted to know where you stood on it
1: i think what makes it so great is the character animations yeah i think fantastic those moments and again it's all unsettling there's nothing about it that ever makes you feel safe and i think Mm -hmm. that also do with the style and just think about like
0: the the big shots of like an oil refinery yeah set against like a fiery night sky like there's just so much amazing imagery Mm -hmm. that ties in so well with like the style of writing like to me i think it's really really strong here
1: and like even with like the pixelated quality we mentioned this when we talked about last year yeah yeah like when things are pixelated and you're showing me blood like you meant to put that blood there and it it freaks me out nothing's a mistake (laughs) it freaks me out even more I think nurko has got an incredible style. I think it's really good. And I don't know if it's because I love that game so much and I love the story, mm-hmm. but I just I think it goes hand in hand. Just, I think it just
0: meshes so well. Yeah. Like that's what the style is here. Yeah. And that's also another really really strong one for me is Sifu. Right. Like Sifu is the style of Sifu and the way that like the sound effects and the music go together the look of these levels mm. and the action and that smoothness of the animations, like, it is such a stylish game. Like when you pull something off, mm. a cool combo and don't yeah. get hit, like that style yeah. like yeah. incarnate, you yeah. know what I mean? Like right, that, just the movements and combat, it's so, yeah. so good. So I, we're at a point right now where it is, it is getting very, very difficult. I think one that I mentioned earlier as having a really cool style is, but after talking about a lot of these, I don't think it's going to make it, is Immortality. okay? Immortality, like I said, the different style in the movies is what makes it work so well. The music and how jarring it is to reverse and get into that other world. It's like it works so well together. But I think just comparing it to some of this other stuff, it's not as like perfectly... Like there's something special about this other stuff that I think is missing in immortality, unless you guys disagree.
1: No, I'm, I'm Dan. That's your baby. I'm, I'm fine with that.
0: What do you think, Shub? I completely agree. All right. Um, I didn't talk about Card Shark yet. Yeah. Dan, you played some. I like Card Shark. I like Card Shark too. I think the strongest thing Card Shark has is its style.
1: That's probably if it Honestly. was going to be in a category. Yeah. It would be this one.
0: The look of everything, the kind of like the way the animations are kind of like puppet like. Mm-hmm. Like when the character like pulls out a gun and they're like, like flinging their arms around like puppets. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: The the music, the oh, way the music that it is works, so good. like
0: stings of string instruments. Like the style is very the very close up of
1: like the hands when you're like doing things. Like it is. It's got this yeah. like reminds me of like remember that show Flapjack? Like it's got that like yeah. that oh. f- that feel. I think it's, it's really be- strong. It's beautiful. It's very got good Beautiful looking. colors. The faces.
0: Yeah. Oof, Dan. I know this. This is going to be one of the hardest things <laughs> in, in this whole deliberations. Hmm. Um, how do
2: we feel about Tunic here?
1: I like all these games for best. stuff.
2: I know it's like it, It's tough too when you look at a game because I like all of these games, um, just as a game. So when you turn around, you're like, oh, of course I want it to win best everything. (laughs) Um, But that doesn't always fall like that. So to
0: me, the thing why Tunic is here, in my opinion, number one, I love the flat shading look of just Tunic, like the world. Mm -hmm. I think it looks great. It's nothing amazing. Like It's nice. The colors are great. I love the music and the way it pairs with those colors. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really good. The reason I love the style the most is that manual right you know like right. looking at all the hand-drawn stuff looking at that beautiful art style <laughs> looking at the, the way things are drawn in the margins and stuff like that i think it has great style to me i see at least three others that i prefer here over, over it, yeah. in style specifically
1: fair i'm i'm the same way you think that's you? tough though i love tunic i want a tunic to sweep but i'm with you
0: <laughs> what do you think show
2: I, compl- I I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's fantastic, but I look at this and I'm like, how are we gonna How are we gonna get through this? Yeah.
1: So we got so let's just read the list. Yeah, let's, let's read it off. Go ahead. Dan. We got Sifu, Norco, Citizen Sleeper, Card Shark, Neon White, Pentiment, and Signalis.
2: Yeah, let's just go with single words. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out all the doubles. <laughs> so, then we would have four. Uh, <laughs> Looking at this
1: list, I don't know. Do I know I said it before, but maybe Citizen Sleeper needs to be cut at this Man, point. Dan, I'm kind of
0: thinking that, dude. And I hate to say that because I think it's, that.
1: it's so good. I, you I, know why I'm thinking that? Hmm.
0: And this is kind of I'm nitpicking the shit out of it. One of my favorite games of the year. I'm nitpicking it. I think the music and the hand drawn characters are incredible. Yeah. I think the overworld isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's the best look, and I think it it does take a little bit away from it for me in the style it kind of doesn't mesh with what you're seeing and imagining in your brain right you know it's a little bit like lower fidelity like I don't know there's something about it that's not quite a perfect Mm -hmm. match and again I'm nitpicking the shit out of it yeah I think it's the one to be cut this is a game that I love but I do think I do think it's it's the one I will cut out of these (sighs)
1: That's tough. But I, I agree. That's why I was leaning towards it. I think soundtrack, I think I'm excited to talk about the soundtrack because I think Me it, too, buddy. It, it, it it really improves upon the, the text. But yeah, I agree. for this one, I think we cut it.
0: So here's a question for you. Not that this has to be this way, but Car Shark and Pentiment. I know they're so similar. And dealing <laughs> in a similar, they don't look similar. Like the art style is not similar, but they're dealing in a similar vibe, a similar era. Does one stand out over the other in style specifically?
1: I like card shark yeah. for style Me more too. than pentiment.
0: Me too. I was gonna say it, but I wanted to hear what you thought first. I think Pentamint, the the handwriting aspect oh. of it, and not only that, but the sound of the of the quill She's against the paper. And stuff. Okay. And then when you get characters that do woodcuts instead of writing, and it just goes like you're cutting the wood, mm. and it, all the text appears at once versus it being handwritten slowly. Right. Like they really did it a lot with attention to detail. And the other thing I'll say, there's some gruesome scenes in this game and the camera does not shy away from it. And it it's pretty disturbing <laughs> like to see someone get executed via a sword and it takes three strikes. Oh, geez. And it's like, it's brutal. And I think they do it really well. So like for me, if this was the top five, I would be saying Pentiment stays. But I think Card Shark style is more unique and more interesting and honestly it's more like i just think about like the violent of like when something crazy is happening in Card shark there's something there yeah that's what makes the game pentiment would be a fantastic game Regardless. even if it didn't have this style exactly Card shark would not and i think there's something to that so i'm gonna say we cut pentiment
1: and i think citizen sleeper as well buddy that's gone. yeah
0: citizen sleeper's gone pentiment's gone So now we have Sifu, Norco, Card Shark, Neon White, and Signalis. So here, there's one thing, and I mentioned it earlier in a different category. Best surprise. I've only played an hour and a half of Signalis. Mm -hmm. Neither of you have played Signalis. Nope. I think it's really fucking strong, but I only played an hour and a half. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, There's something that's kind of irking me about that thought of like, well, what if there's something later that is like shitty and doesn't match the style or something. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Not that you have to on have te- played everything. On
1: a technicality?
0: Not even on a technicality. I just, there's something about it. It's like, I don't know. Have we played enough to really see, say something so strongly about it? Right. So I I would move to get Signals off here.
1: All right. I'm fine with that. I haven't played it. Though that five-minute clip was awesome it was pretty good right
0: so that was definitely good (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have we have to cut one more of these we got sifu norco car shark and neon white we never talked about neon white and that's probably because it's my winner personally (laughs) um, let's just kind of shout it out a little bit so the thing that's so cool about it is it's way over the top it's ridiculous (laughs) the characters all have like over the top anime voices But in the actual world, it is so strange. Like when you're Mm. playing these levels, it is like these huge sprawling open, like you're running on water. There's these like coliseum environments. And it doesn't look like, it's not like high fidelity. It's not like something like you're going to look at and be like, wow, look at what video games Mm. can look like. But the way that it moves and the way that everything looks, including the enemies, it is just so cool it is stylish AS. it is stylish <laughs> it's stylish and the music obviously is a huge aspect a of this giant factor because as you're doing these runs over and over again you're you're hearing this incredible like drum and bass music <laughs> that is just like uh, I, I i love 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 the style of it. and then even like when it's like level clear <laughs> and it's, and it like, you know, like a flip and it's like, sh- like sl- yeah. it's just so ridiculous. Like a knowing kind of silly that works. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. I yeah. love the style of this game. To me, I think it's definitely top three, if not the winner.
1: I, I mean, I think we've agreed. I think the Neon White's the winner.
0: I would say it is. But, but what's top yeah, three? <laughs> we do need to cut one. At this point, after all we've talked about, I think Karchar needs to be top three.
1: I think Karchar needs to be top three. And I think Norco might be the one that that leaves
2: Norco over Sifu
1: that leaves I I think I think
2: it's tough I I mean I didn't play Norco um so I can't account for it it is definitely I mean all these games are a little bit different the only difference being that Sifu and Neon White have that fast-paced action yeah style together that's what they share (sighs)
0: Sifu's animations are such a strong part of this category you know what I mean like even just like hitting off the wall and hitting somebody or kicking a chair it's something like yeah. It's so smooth.
2: That, that first really hallway is. scene in particular, just yeah. just that alone, like the like camera point? angle changes, yeah, it gives it style points.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's really good. But dude, I'm telling you, Norco. The thing about Norco is, I've never like I don't know, definitely not this year. This puts you in a place, hmm. like you feel like you're in that place. It's oppressive. You do. You like, feel like you're. You're smothered feeling in it. it. You're hearing cars driving by. You're, like, it, it's the soundscape and what you're seeing on the screen marries so well together. It is like, I don't know, man. It's really, really good here. Really, really good.
1: So, Card Truck and Neon water Locks, it's... Coin Flip? Norco is Sifu? No,
0: I'm willing to say it's Sifu. I, I, there's something very special about Sifu and the way it moves and looks. Mm. And that third boss fight second phase Oh yeah, we'll where there. it flips and all of a sudden the person becomes like a ninja instead of this like you know uh, I, that scene where you walk is, through the museum and snow, you walk yeah. across and it's all snowy and mm-hmm. there's a flute playing and stuff and then, and then the drum kicks in
1: that's one of the best moments of the year yeah dude
0: I, I think it's Sifu oh Norco not making best style that's crazy that's tough that is crazy. And do we agree, Neon White?
1: I think Neon White's the winner
0: here. 100%. I think it is. All right, guys. We have another category down. That is Best Style. Neon White, congratulations. Best Style of 2022 with runners-up Sifu and Card Shark. Right. Damn, that's good. All right. Our last category of the episode, we have Best Boss
1: Fight. Mouse.
2: Uh, Shelby, why don't you read some of these? All I know right. it's, I know it's a lot. Oh, so. that's all right. <laughs> I'm going to get so many of these Elden Ring names wrong. <laughs> uh, all right. Kuroki, the artist from Sifu. Yang, the leader from Sifu. I'm you know, here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do from Sifu, those two. From Elden Ring, Margit, the fell omen. Godric, the grafted. Spirit, caller, snail. Renala queen of the full moon. Astel natural born of the void. Stars Scourge, uh, Radon. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Full grown Falling Star Beast. This is absurd, <laughs> these names. Uh, Mog, Lord of Blood. Melania, Blade of Makella. Dragon Lord Placidusix. The Elder. Yeah, all right. Malekith, the Black Blade. Radagon of the Golden Order. Elden Beast. Sir Gideon Ophnir, the All Knowing. And I believe that's it from... That's Elden Ring. That's Elden Ring. All right. Uh, From Tunic, the librarian. From Rogue Legacy 2, Estuary Enoch. Uh, From Cuphead, the last delicious course, or the delicious last course, pardon. Angel and Demon, Glumstone the Giant, Mortimer Freeze, Chef Saltbaker, Esther Winchester. And from God of War Ragnarok, Thor and Garm you god of war thank you god of war, god of war. <laughs> thor and
0: garth oh uh, good <laughs> list of bosses obviously uh, whenever a souls game comes out you're gonna have a lot of a lot bosses. Of, oh, yeah i mean
2: notorious <laughs>
0: but this is every year so we need to in my opinion we need to whittle down the ones that have a lot not that we need to get it down to one but we should right, get it right, down right. to like three or
2: four fair Well, I think start whittling down Elden Ring, but if you feel like you're whittling one down where you're like, yeah, but it's better than this one from Cuphead. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. um, So let's
0: start there. Um, Dan, any jump out to you? Because for me, right off the bat, I think full-grown Falling Star Beast, it may be unique to me. mm -hmm. I did that area, uh, what is it, mount? Oh, but uh, Gallim- uh, yeah, Ghanir. You remember all like these that. names? You can't remember the Gallim- damn name of the mountain. Well, it's the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that area, I think I did a little under leveled. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this boss is at the top of an insanely long ladder. There is a way to jump up with your horse. And, oh, and right, sure exactly. Cut. But it's at the top of this huge thing, and it's just sitting in a crater. In the middle. And I've never, I never saw this enemy before. And it is this like bull that chases after you. And it was just so challenging because I I, like there was such a combination of reasons that this was hard for me. I I was using a bladed weapon and it's like only weak to blunt weapons. Like I was just like uh, everything was against me. So it was so epic when I beat this boss. I don't think there's anything really to write home about compared to a
1: lot of these guys. Mm.
0: So I do think we cut it, but I did want to just leave it on there to shout it out. Yeah, but
1: that's what, that's what makes this game great and what mm. makes these sorts of games great is that it is those like little bits of like, oh, God, how did I beat this thing? No, no. Gelmir. Gelmir. Gelmir, okay. We, I was close.
0: Mm. Um, so let me just say, there's two types of Elden Ring bosses. It's <laughs> The e- harder and the harder? <laughs> <laughs> it's either I love the way this boss looks and its moves are... Mm-hmm. Or this fight is challenging and fun. All right. Sometimes it's both. But I'm thinking of Star Scourge Radon specifically when I say that is not necessarily the most fun fight. No, but it is a spectacle. It is such a spectacle. You are running up this beach and you're summoning all of these people to fight this gigantic guy. On a very tiny horse. He's riding this tiny horse, and he's killing your friends constantly, and you're running around dodging crazy stuff and reviving them and reviving them and fighting them. It was such a cool spectacle. Mm. I don't think it's one of the best fights.
1: No. I do really like it. But I know what you mean, and I think I could pick a few other bosses off off here where it's like the same way where it's like, this is a spectacle. This is cool to look at. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about Ranala. I feel like that's how I feel with Ranala. Where it's like, You're, you know, you go to this, it reminds me of, you know, in Bloodborne with Maram, you go to this, like, lakeside, like, pool, it's dark, there's the beautiful blue moon, she's got this staff, and she's throwing these...
0: Well, that's the second phase, this is what's cool about this fight. In the first phase, you're just fighting in her library. Oh, I'm sorry. And she's in, she's getting into the cocoon, and out of the cocoon, and she's summoning all these, like, weird little, like, scholars (laughs) that are, like, throwing little magic at you, they're easy to kill, easy to dodge. But you're just focusing on her and then boom, halfway through, she jumps to where you're on this lake and it's this huge moon and it's such a cool- It's beautiful to look awesome, at. Awesome, awesome thing. But it's not the most exciting fight. So that's
1: why I think we cut we cut those two. We're
0: cutting Radon and we're cutting Ranala. Um, so there are some that have both. And to me, Melania, Blade of Mikala, of course- in case you ever forgot, she every time she kills you, she says, "I am Melania, Blade of Mikula. Uh and I've heard that many times. She has. <laughs> I probably such, heard them five times more than you did. She has such an epic, incredible setup, such a cool entrance, and especially in the second phase, incredible. But she's also just the hardest boss in the game.
1: But like never, what I love about these games is that it's never hard. Uh, some people might disagree, but it's never hard. Some people would disagree. Whereas I felt like it was never hard enough that I was like, ah, I can't beat her. It was always, ah, well, I dodged too quickly mm-hmm. or ah, I, I went in for an extra hit when I should have. <laughs> but
2: what about, no, 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 you blame the controller. What are you talking <laughs> about?
1: <laughs> but what
0: about the, whatever it's called, iron swan or whatever it is that one, movie, oh no, Oh, and waterfall, she... waterfowl dance where she goes, from across she goes up in the air and then it's a million blades and you have to either dodge them or block them or somehow last out and that's like an auto kill yeah it sucks it's hard it sucks i definitely want to keep her at least for now
1: i have a f- i mean she, i one of the most memorable bosses of of the year definitely and I, I think a lot of it has definitely. to do with just like takes took me like 85 tries to yeah. finally beat here. But that's yeah. the way I look at these games. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep trying one of these times. I'm going to get it. Yeah. I just can only do it in like three time settings. I'm going to
0: shout out Elden Beast. It's the final boss of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the best fight. I don't think so either. I really like this... Again, the spectacle. I don't love the fight. In a similar... Radagon, on the other hand, mm. I think is a fantastic fight. Great fight. And I would... I would aim to leave that.
1: What do you think about Dragon Lord Placidusax?
0: So this is one that, in my opinion, has
1: both. It is what a spectacle! Insane when you walk into Shelby, this. Shelby, you
0: you have to in order to get to Placidusax, you have to go to this and lay down,
2: yeah, in like a that. coffin
0: position, and then you get transported in time. Time reverses, and you're in this coliseum, and this dragon. There's this thing floating in the sky. It looks like an egg. And it opens its wings, and it's a giant dragon, and there's lightning, a storm above it. It's like the craziest shit ever. And then it's a super hard, super fun boss that...
1: It is a tough fight. Very right? tough
0: fight, yeah. but it's it's so cool because you're like... It, it has normal attacks where it'll hit you. It has, like, lightning strikes... It has these like hyper beams coming out of its mouth, like Godzilla. doesn't sound fun at all. It's it goes super like, fun. It goes, like out into it the sky. It flies you out can, into yeah. the sky and then, and then swoops it down and at you. And hits you. To me, I think that's a contender.
1: That one in Melania.
0: I think it's a contender.
1: What do you about Moog, Lord of Blood?
0: I think Moog oh. is very good. I think if we were just doing an Elden Ring list, he might be top five. Yeah. I think overall, I don't think he's going to oh, be top Oh, Great
1: three. and like great area. Oh, fantastic. Great area, great fantastic. design.
2: Great friends.
1: He's a great friend, isn't he? I'm
2: yeah. trying to look these up as we go, so slow down. A Sorry, little. too oh, fast. So no,
0: so no, you um, There's one that I want to talk about here that might be unique to me, but I thought it was really cool. And that's Spirit Caller Snail. That's a good one. Spirit Caller Snail is in a dungeon. And it is what, what happens basically is you walk in, and there's this like spirit warrior. And it is just really tough and it's kicking the shit out of me, and I'm trying to just get hits in where I can, and I'm realizing that the health bar of the boss is not going down as I'm fighting this guy. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm running around the arena trying to figure something out, and then all of a sudden, one time I walk in, and I look in the corner, and I see a little, like, it looks like he's ring a bell is ringing <laughs> that, and this is after fighting it, like, 10 times. I see, like, a bell ringing, like, as if I were summoning, a, like, a friend. Right. And I'm like what's going on over there? And I run over and there's this little snail that summons the spirit and you're really just supposed to kill the snail and it dies in like five hits. <laughs> and it can't even attack you. And it was just so stupid, but it was so awesome where I was like, God damn it, this game is so good. That's a great... It's not going to be top three. That's a great but moment though. What a good moment. Um, Dan, I think Godric the Grafted is a cool fight. It's a fun fight. The I guy, know this one. I know this the one. The guy looks great. <laughs> he has all those arms yeah, on in his, his back. Second phase. He In that second phase where he takes the oh. dragon, bites off his arm, right? Yeah. Really, really cool. I don't, in my opinion, it's not a top three.
1: I don't think so either. I think definitely Melania, Dragonlord, Placidus X, um, Radagon might be. Uh, Sir Gideon, yeah, Bofnir, so near the all-knowing.
0: This is just more of a cool thing than like an actual good fight. This is a guy that was in your roundtable hold forever. You can talk to him about like some of these bosses. He like asks you to find these people and blah blah. blah. He appears when you're near the end of the game. You're on your way to fight Radagon. Actually, you're you're right before that. So whoever it was, Horlo, and you're you're you have all of a sudden he comes out and he's like. I can't let you become Lord. Like no mortal can ever become Lord of the Elden Ring. And his whole thing is he studies everything and he has every spell in the game. So he starts pulling out like all of a sudden he's doing Melania's like he's getting in the ground and exploding in a flower of rot. He's like doing a Placidus X lightning bolt. It's like he has every move. I just love that shit. Like that is such a cool classic video game thing. Mm I just loved it. Like it was not the best boss fight. I kind of whipped his ass, but it was just cool to see and a, a fun idea. So I definitely think he could go. But I really, really dug it. What do you think about Malekith, Dan?
1: I liked the fight with Malekith. That was right after I. That did was the one of the hardest was, ones. Yeah, for me. that
0: was tough. It was one of the hardest ones for me.
1: I forget how I. I think I spammed him with like some sort of poison.
0: He did a little rap breath, or a yeah, something, something like that. that. <laughs> um,
1: cool fight, though. Very, very cool, very fight. cool fight. Definitely memorable. I yeah. don't know. I, I think Melania Placidus yeah. X. Um, yeah. But I thought it was a great fight. It was tough.
0: It was tough. Um, very cool looking.
1: He was with the had the blades too. Oh, but his name is the. What is his name? Yeah, Black Blade. The, the Black, Black Blade. Blade. Yeah, I just remember like the. But his whole thing is he he's out.
0: the beast. Yeah. That's in the cathedral, or whatever, and then. You fight him half that way, and then he jabs the thing to break out the soul. And he is this like lion creature that's just so cool. And this he's, huge
1: mane. He's so fast. Great design. I'd great say. Like, design. I think that's like the thing. Like that. Great boss, to look at. Yeah. Great balls to look great, at. Great, great, great design. And even just the arena too. Like it feels like you're in the colise Like you're in a yeah. coliseum. Oh, it's yeah. very good. Very. And cool. the music kicks in, but it's good. I don't know if it's gonna kick. but... I don't think
0: so. And then Astle... Natural born of the
1: void, big spider-looking thing with the weird face. Yeah, it's freaky. Yeah, freaky Very boss. freaky. Another great design.
0: I, the thing I love about that boss is, you come across it in Ronnie's quest, like mm. near the end, and that's right. You have to beat. Yeah, you have to, to yeah, it. you do. The thing I love about that boss is he has so many different types of moves. Whew. Like it, it, right when you enter the arena, he's charging like a hyper beam that shoots super fast, and you need to dodge it.
1: And if you don't, you're dead right there. Yeah,
0: one shot kill. <laughs> but then it he has, like, he's just so cool at, like, he, like, moves in slow motion and, like, does these big gas attacks. Like, he's a very cool boss. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, you know, we kind of named the ones that are the strongest, in my opinion. And I don't think he's going to make the cut.
1: And lastly, we still have Margit. And
0: then Margit, one of the earlier main bosses... But a really good boss design
1: great boss great design great, great combat fight.
0: yeah it feels good it feels like a good soul's boss yeah. you know what I mean like it just felt good to conquer him
1: it's the way that I feel like with um other games like bloodborne like I love like lady Maria's fight I love Garman's fight just because it was purely all right, it, it was it was it was it was melee it was like it was like combat it was literally okay I just have to be yeah a better combat I just have to get better Sekiro had that with the you know the uh who is that on the bridge? Oh,
0: the owl? Oh, no, no, no. You're talking about the monk.
1: Oh, or even owl. Like that corrupted, fight. like Corrupted, corrupted monk. monk yeah. Whereas Estelle and all these other, like, yeah. were throwing, like, magic at you. Yeah, like, yeah. Margit, you just had, pure. To, you had to. It's pure. It was pure. You had to dodge. Yeah. You had to roll. You had to hit. Pure souls. It's pure souls. So I, I really, really like that fight. I really
0: like that fight, too. I don't think it's going to be top three. I don't think so, either. So we narrowed it down to three Elden Ring bosses. Good Let's work, move man. past that, and we'll revisit that near the end. Uh, what do you guys think about the librarian and tunic?
1: Best fight in tunic.
0: In my opinion, it's the best fight in tunic. I think it's the most fun fight.
1: The build up to that, holy moly, walking up, and so cool. You're on that ledge and the mountains, oh yeah, beautiful. And
0: to be a, it, it, that that classic Zelda thing of bouncing back, yeah, the attack, right?
1: Oh, I thought it was fantastic.
0: I thought it was really cool. Um, I tend to think that it's not going to hang with some of these other bosses. What's but tough. if you guys want to keep it for now, that's fine.
1: What's tough is is that. The, those three that we have from Elder Ring could be the top three. They the could be. The, they could be. But, but there are other great boss other fights. Those are great boss here. fights. Yeah. I'm, I'm to okay. me,
0: Tunic didn't have the best boss fights. I'm okay of the year. taking it off. You know. What do you think?
1: How about Shope? you, shove yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. i sorry. I had to look it up real quick, and I don't remember the names of bosses when I beat yeah. them. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. No, that was you a just good. Beat one. Oh, so boss. many bosses. <laughs> Honestly, I could. I couldn't. T- if it wasn't for the fact that I fought. Uh, the Godric guy, so many times. Yeah, I would never wouldn't have remembered his known name. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we do have five from Cuphead. I know I'm the only one that played the
0: Delicious Last Course, so I'll run through them quick. Um, <clears throat> there is Esser Winchester, which is like this. It's one of those side-scrolling ones. Like you're in the plane, kind of mm, like okay. the the Pyramid Sphinxy guy in the first one. Mm-hmm. Very very cool fight. Um, I really liked it. It threw a lot of stuff at you, but to me, there were much more interesting fights in this game. This was like one of your classic, you know, one of those Cuphead boss fights, so I'm going to take that one out. Um, Mortimer Freeze is really, really cool because it's like a wizard that you're battling against that then becomes a fridge and freezer, and it like is opening up its drawers and shooting ice cubes out that are bouncing (laughs) on the ground. Like very cool design. And it changes a couple of times. It then becomes like a snowman, like Yeti kind of thing. Very, very cool boss. I don't think I like it more than some of the others on here. Um, Glumps on the Giant is neat because he's just kind of a big thing that's like not always actively trying to attack you. Like it starts out like he's just kind of like hanging out and you're just beating him up. And then in the second phase, he comes alive because he's getting his butt kicked. Um, But to me, I think the other two that I haven't named yet are are the top two. Um, Chef Salt Baker is the final boss. And to me, it's the spectacle of Mm -hmm. it that I love so much where it starts out as literally like there's a chef. You're on the ground and he's like a big chef with his arms and he's like giving you, you know, throwing salt and pepper at you like – Doing a bunch of chopping up like stuff, you know, on you, and you're dodging out of the way of like while he's cooking, and then it it like transforms so that you're trying to like scale up, up and up and up to get at him. I think it's really really cool. Um, but to me, the angel and demon boss fight, or angel and devil boss, is it devil or demon? Um, like
1: the devil, like from the first game.
0: So it's angel and devil, um, and the thing that's so cool about it it's it's secret bosses, and whichever direction you are facing is is the one that is doing damage to you. So it's hard to describe. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna see if there's a good explanation of what I can say about it. So the demon it is. It is angel and demon, not angel and devil. So the demon, whenever you are, whatever side you're facing Mm -hmm. is the demon, which is the one that you, that will do damage to you. Okay. So all of the attacks from the demon can hurt you. All of the attacks from the angel will not hurt you. So you need to like face when something's about to hit you or something's coming across the screen, you need to turn to face the other way so that attack is actually coming from the angel side.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: It is very unique. Oh, okay. I see. And it is very, very cool. Um, oh,
1: I see. Yeah, it keeps, like, flipping. Yeah, it's really,
0: really neat. And to me, that was the most surprising and interesting boss in the game. I think Baker is, like, the better, like, fight. Mm-hmm. Like, classic Cuphead fight. But to me, the angel and demon were just, like, so... Unique and interesting. That, that's kind of where I would cool. lean. So, honestly, I only think one of them is going to make it from there, if any. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do Angel and Demon, and cut Chef Salt Baker, even though it was really really cool. Um, and then we have two from Sifu and two from God of War Ragnarok. Um, Sifu obviously big on boss fights. I think any one of the bosses. Could be on here. But I think these are the two strongest. I I don't know if you guys agree. Um, Kuroki the artist is the third one. The museum boss.
1: Yeah that one's very special. Just
0: very special visually. But also how different phase one and phase two were. Mm -hmm. I thought was so so good. And you. It starts out where it's. It's a character that like is staying away from you. And just. I, I don't know what those things are called. Where it's like two blades on a chain yeah. and you like throw the chain and hold on to one end and then throw it back the other way. That's what this person is using. And they're trying to always keep their distance. And obviously in Sifu, you need to get up there and start attacking. So it was like a challenging first half. And then boom, it flips. And you go from this snowy, cool environment to this like otherworldly. It looks like if – you were in the middle of the ocean and there was just like a pillar underneath you and the waves are like stuck in time, it's like, like that around Haku-sai
1: you. Like painting, like the great wave of yeah. even though seafood's Chinese, but like it's like that yes. like yes, that look.
0: It's so cool. Yeah. And that fight was so, I mean, the thing about seafood that's amazing is every time you get to a boss, you're like, how the fuck am I ever gonna beat <laughs> that? Like every time. You're like, how am I gonna beat that? And then you play a couple times, you're like,
1: okay,
0: I'm see where I'm going. And then by the end, you do it with barely getting hit. Amazing. And this this one in particular, when I got to that second stage, she's like, she's so fast. Yeah. Like she gives like a quick tell and then comes in for strikes and then throws something at you while she's dodging away. Very hard fight. Very, very fun.
1: I think she, I think she's my favorite fight of the game.
0: I agree. But I do think the leader that final fight. That Yang fight is great too. It's really good. For
1: a very and it, for me in my head it's like very similar to the way that I like karaoke. Like I like that there was multiple stages and it just it felt like Yeah. Again, it was a, it was the last fight. It was the last battle, but I feel like you really had to pull out all the stops. Yeah. To, I mean,
0: it was a very very tough fight. Yeah. Very tough. But did you have the woo at the end? I I did it twice. Um, but what? To me it's Kuroki. I don't know if you agree, Shelb. I don't know. Um
2: I didn't fight any of these guys. That's what I was gonna say. I yeah. don't know how far you got in Sifu. Um I was up to the third area. area I but just you never didn't got go to, the to boss. her. I think oh, Kuroki's I think Kuroke's, I think definitely a contender here.
1: For both yeah. visual yeah. like combat It had that again, not to compare it to Dark Souls, but <laughs> just like, but just that sort of how am I supposed to beat this person? Yeah. And then just, okay, I'm going to try again. Just keep trying again. Okay. There's the tell. I agree. Yang had that too, but Kuroki was special.
0: Anyway. Kuroki just had everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it had the aesthetic plus a good fight. Mm -hmm. And then we have two from God of War, Ragnarok. We have Thor, the first fight specifically, and Garm, which is that big dog of the underworld that can tear holes in reality. The thing, so Thor is the first boss fight of the game. Yeah. And it's one of those where you keep getting the health bar down and then the environment changes. Like they fight through the world.
2: I like to say it's it's a story. It's a narrative driven boss fight. Very narrative
0: boss fight. The moment, a great moment this year where Kratos is down and out. They give you, they take you to a loading screen, and then you hear Thor's voice of saying, "I'm not, not done yet, with yeah, you yet." And then really he good. literally puts his hammer on your chest and defibrillates yeah. Kratos and brings you back into the fight. So good! What a good moment. I think if you're talking about like a narrative boss fight, I think that's one of the strongest ones Absolutely. I've ever played. Right. Um, as far as like a pure boss fight, I think Garm's the spectacle and the actual mechanics of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like the dodging of the, it, it kind of had like that classic boss fight feel of like all these projectiles are coming in and then he jumps in and then you have a small opportunity in between right. dodges.
2: Like I think it was a better mechanical boss fight and a good mix of, of uh, <laughs> attacking from afar and from yes. up close and yes. yeah yeah. So for yeah, me, so
1: many elements.
0: I like out. Garm as a mechanical fight. I like Thor as a story fight. We don't need to get rid of one of these now um if we don't want to i, I do like them both mm. if we want to just kind of start looking through and seeing what's going to make it we did not talk about estuary knock in rogue legacy 2 um i don't think it's going to make I don't
1: it think so best fight in the game though for sure very good very cool design it was great L- design looks like a big smile but what is it it's like those like puffy like yes yeah, so uh, it's like a frilly yeah. neck neck thing very very cool
0: um I really like that boss fight. I like that it has a fake death mm-hmm. where you think you beat the boss and then it's the chest that you were going to grab your loot from is the boss. Fantastic. That was the second health bar. Really, really cool. Um, I don't think it's going to hang with the rest of them. Um, but I really liked it. So now we have we have the three Elden Rings. We have our Sifu. We have our Cuphead. And we have two from God of War. So that, if, I'm, if my math's right, that's seven. We gotta cut four of these. Do we pare down some of these Elden Rings, or do we start comparing the Elden Ring ones to some of the other ones?
1: Is there an Elden Ring that we're for certain should be on this list,
2: or is there an Elden Ring that is not better than the karaoke fight from Sifu? Mm,
1: is Radagon the weak link on that?
0: I think so. Yeah, I think Radagon can go. It's also half of the Elden Beast boss fight because you have to do them at the same and time. And then the Elden Beast, yeah, yeah.
1: What a design though. Just oh, this game I mean the is so look good. of
0: the look of this boss and the look of the arena and dude, you that you you've you played enough where that start screen music yeah. is amazing. Yeah. They play it, it during this oh. during this scene, during this fight. It's
1: the it's oh.
0: and it's the like last boss of the game and it's just so epic. It's fantastic. yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean yeah, I'm I'm go.
2: thinking from what I've seen, obviously you have your Elden Rings with you. Uh, we know how those fights kind of go, and everybody has a slightly different experience based on their character and how they play. I think the angel and demon, having just watched it, is is mechanically just so unique. It's so cool. And and such a so very cool. very incredible um, boss fight to to tackle. And you
0: have to like break your brain to like figure it right, out. Right, right. Like you it's, have to be like, wait a second, I need to look the other way to do this. Like, right, it's like,
2: and it's a, like I just watched a playthrough of it, and it seems like it's absolutely so cool. stellar. So. I, I vote to keep that one. Yeah. As somebody who hasn't even played that one. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around which God of War fight I liked better.
0: Mm hmm. It is very tough. Those are both very good.
2: You know, because Thor, the Thor boss fight, obviously, spoilers here, has yeah. that that first encounter with Baldur feel, you know? Totally. From the first game. Mm, like, totally. that's 100% what they were going for. And I think the lead up to the fight is just. It was such an incredible scene with Odin, oh. uh, with the four of them, you oh. know? Oh. And it's just that fine I'll do it sort of you know like mm, yeah. I think he says that and then o- Odin and then says it just like just happens like don't take too long right that's what he right. says and like taps him on the shoulder I mean it's just and absolutely then it's just, incredible and goes into this air. like it's so fast paced it's early on you're like oh holy fuck I'm fighting yeah. Thor what, what am I gonna do here the spectacle, the uh, spectacle
0: of it all and then the something we didn't mention when the axe and the and Mjolnir oh, meet God. and oh. create that frozen lightning bolt which
2: sticks around for the whole game so you know cool. so it's like so cool it really I think we is, gotta get rid of Garm. Yeah, I mean, I think we get but Garm's Garm. an incredible fight too, but that it Thor is fight, fight is just I think, so Yeah, you sold me on that Thor it's, fight. it's
1: what a boss fight. Yeah. It's just it it's how it, how it's how it, it starts, yeah.
2: how it goes on, how it ends. You know, like yeah. the whole fight is just incredible. Absolutely. It's so good. So, so good. Um, and, and then, of course, the Garm fight reminded me of that dragon fight from the first game. Yeah. You know, like it it had that same sort of spectacle. Right. And yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah.
0: It's fantastic.
2: yeah. But now um, how do
1: we cut three?
2: Yeah, this is tough.
0: So the question really is, honestly, I would be okay getting rid of Placidus X because I think Melania is the fight of that game, That's the fight. in my opinion. Uh, so it's
2: not just all the hype. It really is just...
0: It's not... I love this fight. I literally was getting my ass kicked and I had a smile on the whole time. Yeah. I was not getting frustrated. I loved it. I love the design of the character. When you go to that second phase and she takes off the armor and she sprouts these rot wings and the is start it's just such a like and the some of the Everything best music in the it. game. Absolutely. Like it, it's just it's really, really that good. The build, yeah. So to me, I think she's a lock for top three. And then we need to make a decision of which of the other three is gonna go. So we have Kuroki the artist from Sifu. Melania, Blade of Mikala from Elden Ring, Angel and Demon, Cuphead, and Thor from God of War Ragnarok. This is very tough. Like legitimately, I have no idea which one I even would prefer. Let's just start
2: doing four.
3: Yeah, let's make a four.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I uh, The problem I'm having is Sifu is one of my favorite games to play. Mm. And I think the boss fights are the culmination of playing it. Like I would I would personally be upset if I didn't have one of a Sifu boss fights on, on here because like it's it's one of my favorite games of the year. It's one of my it's definitely like top feeling games to right. play. Like th- this is what it's all about. And then between these two.
2: Uh, I mean, I could be the crazy one. Thor, the Thor fight's the only one I've experienced of the three of these. Yeah. So I don't want to be the the tell-all on right. on pushing that into but, the top three. Right. It just obviously resonated with me, Right. as Daniel oh, would say. beautiful choice uh, of words. <laughs>
1: but that's important, though. I mean, this, is, this is the circle back podcast. I think it's well, yeah, important yeah, to take into consideration.
0: I think there's one important thing that I'm just going to throw out there, and I want your guys' opinion on. I'm the only one that played Cuphead the Delicious last course. All of us played the rest, not played the boss for the rest, but played the rest of these games right is it is there something to be said about this list represents us three, and do we have do we take out angel and demon? because that's really only something I experienced and right. I'm the only one to play that game. Well, I'd
1: like to know Dan. Like
2: well, then would you choose that or the Seafood Fight? Exactly. What would you Or is Seafood only in there because you love the game so much and and feel it needs No, I do think
0: I do think this Seafood Fight I would take over over Angel and Demon.
2: I do. Okay. So,
0: I think I think we have our three. I like it. And then, really in my opinion, Millennia. I'd
1: have to it's the fight, a fight for of millennia. the year. That's what I was going to say. Of the, year. the way but that Ishin was when Sekiro came out, the way that
2: No, yeah. oh, that fucker.
1: Oh, but yeah, but best. like, but like that level of Dan.
2: I I went back probably a couple of months. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, co- no, no. Probably a couple of months ago. Definitely this year at some point to just watch like my final fight with him uh, on on whatever yeah. we did, and just like Dan's slight frustration uh, yet anxiety behind it of just like, oh, please do this, do this. Oh, what are you, doing? <laughs> you know, like. Like listening to him was, was is just it's amazing. It's like one of those uh, moments that I'll go back and watch it every couple of months yeah. just to experience again.
0: Shelby, those the thing <laughs> that's the magic of these games. Yes. And yeah. that's why like we had what, fifteen boss fights for Melden Ring? Because these games have something that right. other games don't have. Right. That's
2: just it's true. and you experienced it
0: with Sekiro. Yes. And
2: we did the same thing. We had so many Sekiro bosses on here Because there's that something yet. to yes,
1: yes. it. The minute incredible. you figure it out, the minute it clicks, there's nothing more satisfying in a video game.
2: It's so fantastic. Mm. I, I really I don't
1: is. want to sound like, you know. I don't no, say. but it's the truth. It, it's the truth. It is so satisfying.
0: It's absolutely the truth.
1: You don't level up your character. You level up.
0: <laughs> your brain levels up. So I think we have it here, guys. Yes, we have the lists. best boss fight of 2022. Melania, Blade of Mikkola from Elden Ring. Beautiful. Winner with Kuroki the Artist from Sifu and Thor First Fight from God of War Ragnarok as runners-up. Let's review all of our winners and runners-up. We'll just quickly shout out those top categories again. Game we wish we had time for, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and Total War Warhammer 2. Best game that didn't come out this year, Cuphead, Retro Bowl, Live Alive, and Into the Breach. Then we have Best Surprise of 2022 going to Tunic with runners-up Citizen Sleeper and Marvel's Midnight Suns. Our most disappointing game of 2022 is Overwatch 2, with runners-up being Trek to Yomi and Callisto Protocol. Our game with the best style in 2022 is Neon White, with runners-up Sifu and Card Shark. And finally, our best boss fight, what we just did, of 2022 Winner, Melania, Blade of Mikala from Elden Ring. Runners-up, Kuroki, the Artist from Sifu. And Thor from God of War Ragnarok.
2: You know what I love about these right now? Mm. Is that, of course, there are four completely different categories. Yeah. But the only game in the top three for each one that was repeated was Sifu. That yeah. had something from two different categories. That's and so that's cool. It. That, <laughs> that
0: is cool. really cool. That, that is, is cool. Awesome. And I got to say, guys, and, and this will be a topic that we touch on in the rest of these. This has been a very good year for games. Oh, yes, very, very good year. Right. Like, I look at these lists and feel I'm like, just I've like, heard that before. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we do say it every year, yeah. but I, w- when you go back and compare, yeah. like, there are years that stand out. And to me, this is a year I look at the top 10 games and I'm like, this is a standout yeah. year, like, a yeah. very, very strong year love it Um, but anyway that wraps this episode of our Circleback Gaming Ancillary Game of the Year podcast here we hope that you guys enjoyed Uh, we'll be back with more shortly I don't know exactly how we're going to roll these out so (laughs) TBD Uh, but thank you Dan for being here Dan thanks for having me buddy thank you Shelby for being here thank you as always and again thank you out there for listening and uh, we hope you enjoyed stay tuned for more until next time peace Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for circle back podcasts or circle back gaming on any of these podcast services Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. By God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also you can find us our video version on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming, uh, and the rest of the videos we do excess.